Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 26 from Delving into Islam podcast. This is your host, Wa'il. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. And, uh, you know, uh, just before we start with uh, today's topic, I just want to let you know that if you have any questions, please email me uh, at delvingintoislam at gmail.com and uh, just, you know, email me or, or send me your questions or topics that you would like me to, you know, cover or talk about. And again, I would just love to share my knowledge uh, with, uh, you know, with you guys, uh, whether you're Muslims or you're, you're non-Muslims who are, you know, interested in learning more about Islam. Now, with that being said, I want to get right into our today's topic, which is the five daily prayers or, the, you know, the, the just the Muslim prayers. Uh, so what is that all about? Because a lot of non-Muslims, when they know about, you know, Muslims, they know about Ramadan, they know about the five daily prayers but what is the significant uh, you know the significance of these uh, five daily prayers why do we pray them every single day like literally and we're talking about practicing muslims here i'm not talking about those who don't pray or those who are not practicing islam i'm talking about the average practicing muslim who prays five times a day now some people look at that and be like this is too much why why do you have to pray five times a day this is crazy it's you don't take a break there's no like days off no there are there are no days off but it's beautiful and i'll tell you why uh before we uh, i get into like why the the the, the prayer is important and, and uh why do we have to do what we have to do uh i want to describe i want to just uh explain one thing praying and we'll talk, I'm talking about the daily prayers, the five daily prayers, is the most important act of worship a Muslim can ever do. The most important. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said so. This is not, you know, we did not come up with that. This is not our own uh, decision. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the most important act of worship is the five daily prayers. And the Prophet ﷺ said in an authentic hadith, if we pray those prayers the right way, in salahat, saluha, sa'ir a'malu. If on the day of judgment, the first thing, awwala shay yus'al anhu al-Muslim, huwa salah. The first thing, a Muslim on the day of judgment. So on the day of judgment, we believe that we will be asked about everything we've, we've done in our lives. Okay, great. So the first thing, the first thing that we will be asked about is our daily prayers. Can you imagine? Nothing else. Just the five daily prayers. And if, uh, if we did them right in this life, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will look at the rest of our deeds. And that means the rest of our deeds, inshallah, will be valid. However, if we did not pray them right meaning if we didn't pray them in the first place which is the worst category this is the worst part or we were not sincere when we were praying or we were always distracted and didn't have that discipline which we call in arabic khushua. we did not have the discipline while we were praying yeah that's a problem because that means the rest of your deeds will be compromised fasadat sa'ir a'mal the prophet says fasadat the word fasadat means if your prayer was corrupted in any way, the rest of your deeds will be corrupted as well. 
that's how significant is prayer. It is so important that it's the most, the most important act of worship a Muslim can do. That doesn't mean everything else uh, is uh, uh, not important. No, 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 no. It's just, just this is the highest rank of, uh, of the act of worship. Great. Also, prayers, and this is, this is me getting to now uh, the wisdom behind why would the prayers uh, be so important. Number one, it keeps reminding you of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It keeps reminding you of God. Imagine you pray five times a day. Well, every time you pray, you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's, that's true because you read parts of the Quran. You praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every single prayer. You remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at least five times a day. At least. You should remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala way more than that. But let's say the bare minimum is five times a day. That's number one. Number two. It creates a connection between you and Allah. Meaning, if you want to ask Allah for something, if you want to make a supplication, if you want something to be done in this life, if you, for example, wanted a family, you know, or you wanted, you know, a better life, uh, you wanted a better career, uh, you wanted even a better car, it doesn't matter, anything, whether it's in this life or you want to ask for something in the hereafter, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would, you know, bless you with, you know, going into paradise, Jannah, or, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make the hereafter easy for you, all these things. You cannot ask this from Allah, any of this from Allah, without having this connection, which is that prayer. Because you only, I mean, you can ask Allah, you can make supplication any time of the day, any time, like, you know, you don't have to be praying. But the best time to make such a supplication is when you are in sajda, meaning when you're prostrating to Allah during prayer. So you need to take advantage of that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is actually asking you, ask me anything, just you know, pray five times a day. That's why it's important. Also, when you pray five times a day, it teaches you discipline. You have a schedule. As a human being now, not just as a Muslim, you have a schedule that you follow every single day. Imagine someone, and think about it this way. Imagine someone does something five times a day, every single day of their lives. Imagine people or someone doing one, it's just a one act of worship, which is praying. Five times a day, you know, every single day of their life. That shows you discipline. Those people are disciplined. You can trust that they are disciplined. And also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, When you pray, again, sincere prayer, it prevents you from doing all wrong things. Think about it. Again, I'm talking about sincere prayer. Because some people pray for the sake of praying, you know, so they will be called Muslims. They don't, they're not passionate about praying and they do all wrong things outside. But I'm talking about those who are sincere in their prayer. Guess what? It prevents you from doing something wrong. Great. Now, so that's why we pray five times a day. Number one, because Allah said so. There's no discussion. There's no debate. This is it. 
Second, because it makes sense. It makes absolute sense. Now, I want to explain the five daily prayers. So let me explain the five daily prayers. So the first, uh, uh, the first prayer happens uh, during the dawn. You know, the dawn time of the day, which is, you know, what we call in Arabic Fajr. Fajr is dawn time. And it's called the Fajr prayer or the dawn prayer. And it's basically two rakah. So what is a rakah? Rakah, if you look up, uh, I mean, I, I can't show it to you, but a rakah basically is, uh, you know, if you see a Muslim praying, so they're standing up and then they uh, kneel a little bit and then they go back up and then they prostrate. So this full uh, 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 process is called a rakah. So you're standing, you're reading certain, you read certain, you know, chapters of the Quran. You kneel. You know, you bend your back fully straight. You go back, and then you go into prostration. This is called a rakah, right? Again, I know maybe it's hard to imagine. So if you can, you know, look it up on on, on YouTube or something. Now, so. The Fajr prayer is only two rakas. You pray two rakas. Again, these two rakas, they like literally take 10 minutes. Great. Now, this is the first prayer of the five prayers. The second prayer is Dhuhr prayer. The Dhuhr prayer. The Dhuhr prayer is simply four rakas. It's a little bit longer than Fajr. But again, what? It's 15 minutes. Max. Again, this is if you're taking your time. 15 minutes. Great. Now comes the afternoon. The dhuhr prayer, basically, it, it, it means noon prayer. Dhuhr means noon in Arabic. Now comes the afternoon prayer, which we call it asr prayer. Same thing as dhuhr. Four rakahs as well. Great. So now they, these are three prayers. Comes right, in, uh, uh, like after this, comes the evening prayer. The maghrib prayer or the sunset prayer. Where the sun sets, the Maghrib, which is three rakah, so it's less than Dhuhr and Asr. Then comes Isha prayer, which is the last prayer of the day, and it's four rakahs like Dhuhr and Asr. Again, if you combine all these, they will make less than like, you know, half an hour. They'll be less than half an hour, probably like maximum 35, 40 minutes, max, every single day. Actually, that's not long, it's nothing. Compared to like, well, you have 24 hours a day. Really? Worshipping Allah for 40, 45 minutes max if you're really, you know, taking your time reading chapters from the Quran? Come on. It's nothing. And I don't get people who don't pray, but may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide them. But it just doesn't make sense that why you're so lazy. Imagine you're only praying 40 minutes out of 24 hours. I know you're sleeping for some, you know, you're doing other stuff, but come on, 40 minutes, really? Anyway, now these are the mandatory prayers. You have to pray as a Muslim. You have to pray these prayers every single day. Comes with these prayers, some bonus prayers. Now, you don't have to do it. They're not mandatory. But if you do if you do these prayers, which, which are the we call them in Arabic nawafil, the bonus prayers, you get great rewards. Just because simply you don't have to do it. So you get, you know, extra stuff, extra points, you get way more rewards for those extra points. Uh, which is very simple. Again, I'm just gonna go through them 
it's not a big deal uh, you know you can listen to them again I'm, I'm not trying to make it complicated but so the extra bonus prayers are the following two prayers two rakas before fajr remember we said fajr is only two rakas right so two rakas before fajr so now that makes the total of to, uh, the fajr total of four rakas separate two and two right everything i'm about to say is separate from the mandatory prayer by the way for door prayer you have four before and two after makes the total 10 because four and four the four mandatory and the four bonus before that's eight and then two after that makes it 10. so four before door and then you pray the door the the mandatory ones and then you pray two after great now for Asr, there is no bonus prayers. There is no nawafil for Asr. For evening, for the Maghrib, you have two after. Remember we said the Maghrib or the evening prayer is only three rakahs. You pray two rakahs after. So that makes the total of five for Maghrib. And then for Isha time, you pray two after. Two after Isha. Remember we said Isha time is what is, or the night prayer. Isha prayer is called the night prayer, which is four rakahs on its own as a mandatory prayer and then you pray two after that makes the total of uh uh six prayers uh, six rakas my bad now that sounds like a lot well you kind of technically add the same thing so instead of like you know i think it goes to, to a total of an hour i think a total of an hour again not a big deal but again don't forget those bonus prayers are not mandatory you don't have to do it you're going to get a great reward. Do you want to know what is the reward if you do this? I'll tell you. This is It's so beautiful. Wallahi. It's an incredible. The Prophet ﷺ says, Whoever prays the nawafil prayers or the bonus prayers after or during, you know, while they're praying the mandatory ones, of course. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you pray this for one single day. Now, what I'm about to tell you, the reward I'm about to tell you is just if you do it for one single day of your life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because you prayed those bonus prayers, will build you a house in Jannah. Yabni Allahu lahu baytan fil Jannah. Allah builds your house in Jannah just if you pray this, but if you pray them for the sake of Allah. And to seek the reward, of course, yeah. But you're not praying them to show off or something like that, no. By the way, your prayers will never count if you're praying to show off or if you're praying because you want people to say, oh, look at him, he's praying, he's Muslim, blah, blah, blah. No. All your acts of worship, especially prayers, must be for the sake of Allah. So imagine, a lot of people, you would tell them, um, you know what, I know something that will earn you a house, a big house. And then you tell them you can pray the, the bonus prayers and Allah will build your house in Jannah. Unfortunately, people are expecting something else. They're actually expecting a house in this life. And it shows you how short-sighted we are. You know, when you tell someone like this, they'll be like, oh man, I thought you were going to tell me house here or something. All right. SubhanAllah. This, the hereafter, is everlasting. Don't ever forget that. This life is, is temporary. But the hereafter, this is where you want your big house. Not here. In the hereafter, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala builds your house in Jannah, meaning Allah will build you, will build you inshallah, a house in paradise. Jannah means paradise in Arabic. Again, five daily prayers, 
not big of a deal. If you pray that with a bonus, it, it will, you know, it, you'll spend an hour max. Without the bonus, 30 to 40 minutes max. That's it. That's simple. Now, before we pray, we have to do something called wudu. We have to basically something called ablution or uh, washing ourselves in a certain way. Not excessive. We don't take a shower before it, even though it will be great. But <coughs> yeah, you don't. You don't. You really don't have to do it. Uh, but you have to wash your body in a certain way. Uh, to do the wudu, you know, you just you know you need to rinse your certain parts of your body with water, and that's it. Uh, also, uh, you have to be clean in terms of like, you know, uh, using the bathroom and everything. You have to be, you know, wash yourself after and all these things. Cause again, think about it. When you pray, you're standing in front of Allah. This is something I didn't tell you yet. So when you're standing in prayer, that's one thing that it's really important about prayer. Remember we said you're having this connection with Allah. Um, I forgot to tell you, how is this physically happening? It's happening because Allah looks straight at you while you're praying. Allah looks straight at you during your prayer. Can you imagine? And if you start just getting distracted and looking somewhere else, Allah won't will stop basically looking at you. So you need to be dressed a little bit nice. You know, don't overdress. Just, you know, dress nice. You're standing in front of Allah. You could do it in home. Of course, for men, it's more recommended to pray in the masjid, in the mosque. But, you know, praying at home, inshallah, will be accepted as well. Uh, another thing which is really important about prayers is that uh, uh, um, the age-wise. So people are required to pray once they hit the age of puberty. You know, I don't know, from 16 to 18, I don't know exactly the, you know, I know that everybody, everyone is, de uh, you know, different from the other. But once a person hits the age of pu uh, puberty, you need to, like, straight up, prayers is mandatory uh, upon you. Um, that's why it's very recommended. Actually, you should, you have to teach your children starting the age of seven to pray teach them they might not follow through but it with time you know until you know they become you know 10 years old and this is a hadith that the prophet ﷺ, he says what uh, teach your children to pray start when they're seven when they reach 10 and they don't pray hit them now don't misquote what i'm about to say what i just said hit them means just smack them on the head on the hand or something you know don't like beat them up that's the word hit them does not mean beating up. Like, you know, just show them that they did something wrong. Now, for those of you who are like, why would I do that to my son or why would I do that to my children? Guess what? The Prophet ﷺ gave you from 7 years old to 10 years old to teach him how to pray. 3 years. If you failed to teach him how to pray for 3 full years, then you have a problem. Then you absolutely have a problem. You have 3 full years for them to be disciplined regarding prayers. So you shouldn't complain, oh, why would I hit my kid? You know, even smacking them is a big deal. Well, you had three years and you didn't do anything, so you're the one to blame. Again, you have to understand, praying five times a day is the most important act of worship that you could ever do towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The most important.
Now, what is the origin of praying? What is the origin of praying? Well, there's a famous night where the Prophet ﷺ ascended to the seventh heaven. Uh, he spoke to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly, spoke, did not see Allah. The Prophet ﷺ has never seen, nobody saw Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nobody saw Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this life. In the afterlife, on the day of judgment, inshallah, those who were meant to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be able to. But nobody has seen Allah, not even Moses, because we know Moses also spoke to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, you know, uh, on the mountain of Tur. But no one has seen Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is uh, 100% uh, the Prophet ﷺ said. The Prophet said in an authentic hadith, No. When the Prophet says, means you know this. You'll never see Allah until you die. Okay. So on the night of Isra and Ma'raj, which is a very famous night, we, we inshallah we'll have a full episode uh, regarding this night because it was just such an amazing and a miracle. One of the miracles of the Prophet wasallam. He ascended to the seventh heaven. That before that night, there was no decree of prayers. Prayers were not mandatory about, upon Muslims. There was no prayers, right? But on that night, the Prophet ﷺ was supposed to receive some new rules regarding the Muslims, and one of these rules was the daily prayers. Can you imagine that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala started with fifty prayers a day? That's crazy. 50 prayers a day. Subhanallah. 50 prayers a day. 50. People who are complaining about five prayers a day. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the Prophet wasallam, your people, aka the Muslims, will have to pray 50 times a day. On that night, the Prophet wasallam also was with, uh, in the company of Moses Peace be upon him uh, So the Prophet ﷺ Took the command and he said Saman wa ta'a O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I hear and obey I will convey the message to my people And then on his way down He met Moses Peace be upon him Again we said he was in the 7th heaven Then Moses tells him So what did Allah tell you? He was curious So he said What did Allah tell you? What, what, what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell you Regarding the prayers? And he said Oh well my people will pray 50 times a day Then Moses said No, 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 no no. Your people cannot handle They won't be able to handle this They simply won't be able to Go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And let him You know Bargain with him Subhanallah Bargain with him And make it less Okay so the Prophet actually thought about it and in his head it made a lot of sense. You know, 50 prayers a day is, is kind of too much. So he went back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of course, by permission. And he asked for, you know, lesser prayers because, you know, he wants uh, the Muslims to be able to do it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought it down to 40. In some actually narrations, they say forty-five. So, like the 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 decreasing of the prayers was the in, the the interval was basically five or ten. Okay, then he came back, and then Moses was like, "Ah, no, forty is not gonna cut it. Still, your people won't be able to do it. Trust me, I know. My people couldn't even do the numbers that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has told them to do in the first place. Go back and tell Allah to." 
and Allah is merciful, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inshallah will agree to your request. So <laughs> our Prophet <laughs> literally was being back and forth between Allah and Moses, peace be upon him, trying to drop, you know, decrease the number of prayers, you know, from 50 to, you know, as much as he can. Then uh, the number was, you know, uh, minimized all the way until I think it was 10. Then the Prophet ﷺ went back to Moses and then Moses goes, no, drop it as much as you can. That's, that's not, come on. It was too much. But dropping it to 10 was not enough. You need to drop it a little bit more. The Prophet ﷺ was about to turn around and go back to Allah when he heard a caller in the seventh heaven. And the caller says, it has been decreed five daily prayers. So that's it. Can you imagine? We were supposed to pray 50 times a day. Now, some of you might say, doesn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala know the future? So he knew that the Prophet ﷺ would bargain all the way until five prayers. So why didn't he make it five prayers in the first place? That's a really good question, actually. Why did Allah had, you know, why did he have to do this, the, this bargaining back and forth, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already knew the end result? The reason why is for us to appreciate our five daily prayers, to see the number that we were supposed to do and the number that we're actually doing right now and appreciate it and say, Alhamdulillah, thank God that he's so merciful that he dropped it from 50 to 5. That was the whole reason. That, that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed this exchange to happen. So you know about it. So the Prophet ﷺ would tell us about it. So we appreciate more the five daily prayers. Imagine people find it so difficult to pray five times a day. So difficult, so heavy on him. So you think five daily prayers is too much, but it was supposed to be 50, subhanAllah. That shows you the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it shows you how weak we are as human beings. Now, I, I'm going to end with this this uh, this subject regarding the prayers and I'm going to say that uh, uh, that prayers is only mandatory upon those who can meaning physically and mentally so if you're physically able to pray you have to pray there's no excuse and if you're mentally able to pray then you have to pray as well now what if you're mentally able but physically uh, you know unable to okay great so there are allah subhanahu wa ta'ala facilitated this and made it easier for those who are having physical challenges so for example if you have a very critical serious condition that you can't stand then you're allowed to pray while you're sitting. Okay. Let's say that you have something that prevents you from even sitting. Like, God forbid, some bad disease that makes you unable to even sit. Then you're actually allowed to pray while you're asleep. Like, where are you laying down? Not while you're asleep. Where are you laying down? Let's say even that, you can't even... Well, what I mean you are allow, allowed to pray, you have to still do the movements with your hands. Again, if you watch a YouTube video, you'll know what I'm talking about for the non-Muslims. So you have to do the movement with your hands, but you can just be laying down on, on, on your bed. Let's say that you can't even move your hand. Like, God forbid you have a, such a serious disease that you can't even move your body. Guess what? You can pray with your eyes only. Just pray with whatever you can. That's how merciful Allah is. 
you can pr- just you have to pray but you can be prayers were not meant to make it difficult for us they were not meant to torture us they were not meant to make us feel you know uh, uh, stressed or burdened they were made to f- make us feel better spiritually and that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exempts us when we have a physical condition and he makes us pray in the way we can all right also comes with this when you are a traveler when you're traveling you can shorten your prayer if you're traveling you know actually traveling not just going to the grocery store no i'm saying when you're actually a traveler leaving your hometown going to another town or something then you're allowed after you leave your hometown to shorten your prayers. So, for example, every four rakahs, remember we said rakahs, what are rakahs, right? So that means duhr and asr and isha, which is the night prayer. Those are the four rakahs throughout the day. You shorten them into two rakahs. You're allowed to, as long as you are a prayer, uh, a traveler. Once you hit your destination, and if you're, 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 for example, you're staying at someone's house or, you know, you're not considered to be a traveler, then you can go back to normal. See how Allah is facilitating this? SubhanAllah, He is uh, trying to make it, He is trying to make it so easy for us. So we do not complain. We don't have, we do not have an excuse to say, oh, that's too much. I cannot bear it. I can't pray. After all these, you know, um, um, all these facilitations, you have no excuse to say, I cannot pray. Don't you dare say, I cannot pray. You can pray with even your eyes, subhanAllah. So that is it for the five daily prayers. I hope uh, for those of you who didn't know what it was that you now know, and I hope for the Muslims who you know already knew what it was, I hope that you uh, have a better understanding of it, or, or I hope that I added even a little bit of information uh, to your knowledge. Uh, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us, and thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.